Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to. But you probably should. And you probably are. And that's why we like you here. So this week uh, on Chill Filtered, we are setting a new record. And I'll get to that record later on in the episode. Why what we're drinking today sets a new record. Um, We are drinking Mellow Corn from Heaven Hill Distillery. Bottled in Bond, also a straight corn whiskey. We'll be able to tell you the difference if you don't know the difference uh, by the end of this episode. Uh, before I get into any sort of details or just a shoot in the breeze at all, let's talk about some business. I did want to send a huge thank you. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, uh, altogether, is that we did have a rating and review this week from on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I believe it was from Embellish Pod. Nice. Um, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Embellish Pod. Uh, but thank you so much. You know, a nice review, uh, very nice words said. I am uh, super stoked to have that. And so that's one way you can support us is going on Apple Podcasts, which is basically the only really one with where you can give ratings and reviews. Uh, leave us a rating review. We'd appreciate it. Uh, that would help us out. It would you know bring more attention to what we're doing here and uh we like more attention i'm kind of a attention guy i like attention i tell my wife like i need attention right now and uh and i'm sure robbie does too mm-hmm. so that's the business for the week uh that's all i got but uh robbie how's everything going i mean things are nice we, we hit the 80s today so it kind of feels Ooh. like summer's around the corner and uh, it's fun, mm-hmm. you know. The girls are almost four, but they're still at that age where it's like they're like, we, I just filled their pool up and they just like strip down and they're hopping in, right? Like, so it's nice. pretty fun. And uh, oh man, had a scary moment this week, Cole. Oh really? Yeah, uh, I've been so uh, I've been growing my beard out a little bit, letting it go. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And we've had a yeah, lot of uh, totes. We've had a lot of wasps in the backyard, so I was getting some wasp traps ready. And uh, uh-huh. like you cut this packet open and you like pour the pheromone on this like cotton ball kind of thing well i didn't have any scissors uh-huh. handy so i just used my, my pocket knife and i was holding uh-huh. it all wrong and i cut that thing and it shot all over my beard and like, <laughs> oh no yeah so i'm in the backyard i'm like we've had all these wasps i'm like oh i got wasp pheromones in my beard um uh-huh. and i was kind of <laughs> is worried. it like the queen bee like pheromone basically yeah something like that and i was like oh yeah man. yeah yeah so anyway, that was kind of did scary. any hook on to your the the to the uh, nest of your beard? Uh, well, well, I don't want to speak too soon, but a couple of the guys and I are getting kind of serious. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> nestled right in there. <laughs> they <did>. No, <laughs> I, uh, no, nothing. No, I was okay, and I, I went inside and about 10, 15 minutes later, when I kind of finished what I was doing and washed it out. So I was a little scared, though. I mean, that's kind of frightening, like when you spray stingy thing pheromones all over you like it's not a good thing especially on your face so a little, yeah. little tricky there you but. know people will like rub the queen bee pheromones all over their face so that bees will attach but they usually don't sting with that pheromone okay um so maybe you could have just made yourself a bee beard yeah <laughs> and not gotten stung and then your children would have loved you even more there you go like my daddy the bee king <laughs> the bee king He's so neato. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> <He's> so- <laughs> yeah, nothing too big. Girls are adjusting to their bunk beds just fine. And uh, no one has taken That's a good. nosedive off yet. Knock on wood. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, man, it's just it's spring is sprung. It's in the air. And it's just nice. I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to smoke a pork butt this weekend, which I'm not, I'm excited nice. for it, but not too excited for it because you got to get up early to get it started, you know, on a weekend, which sucks. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll be okay. So yeah. But with a camp chef, it's not too bad. That's right. Camp chef. <laughs> buy one today. Oh man. That'd be sweet. If we got sponsored by Camp Chef. Oh man. Throw some like they got it's a ver- you know why that'd be so sweet, Cole? Because if you mm-hmm. like I like Camp Chef, you know how versatile it is. There's so many attachments that do so many different things. You can bake, yeah. you can grill, you can smoke, you can do pizzas, you can, you can fry, you can sear, you can fry. Camp Chef, America's quality grill, would be a great sponsor. 
Yeah. Yeah. But no, and the funny thing is, we both have one. We wouldn't have to lie. This, you know, that was a free. We would just tell the truth. That was just a free plug. Yeah. Although I, we should send that to Camp Show. We should. Um, although I do get, yeah. I do get a little envious of uh, the Bourbon Badger Caleb Olson because he's got like this legit. Dude, he's got a cool one. Yeah. So I always feel though, kind of like when I'm like smoking on the Camp Chef, like now I really want to get like a like the side smoker kind of like an actual like a wood, wood one. Yeah, and just like yeah, yeah. Because like, it, like doing the pellet thing, it's just too easy, right? And like it's, mm. things turn out great and they're awesome, but I also feel like man, I kind of I kind of feel like I'm taking shortcuts with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but maybe we're just getting our entry buzz to the smoking world. There you go. And then we're building up from there. Perfect. And then we'll get a re-entry buzz with a wood smoker. So there you go. Anyway, man, Um, I'm kind of boring this week. Nothing, nothing too big. How are you doing, man? What's going on with you? Not a terrible thing. No, I'm doing good. You know, you mentioned your beard is getting long. Mine was probably the longest it's ever been. Until today, I was trimming it, and I kind of ruined it. Uh-oh. And I didn't like trim the whole thing off. It's still like quarter inch at the least, um, but it is not what it used to be. My <laughs> face doesn't look as tall anymore, and my face always kind of looks somewhat tall. But I like it when the beard like points down a little bit and makes your face look longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my face is a little more round right now. At least I think so. Well, it's funny because very. Like, I haven't grown my uh, beard a lot this year just because having to wear masks and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if I if I have a longer beard, I'm playing with it a lot, and I guess that's just not the best idea. Um, but so I'll, uh-huh. I'll grow it a little bit, right? And then I'll I'll shade, I'll yeah. trim it down. And every time I trim it, the girls are like, "Why did you do that to your face? Put it back!" So, oh, uh, yeah, nothing like your children pointing out your ugly face. Cover that with a beard, so. I was talking to a friend of mine recently and he did that. He, he's got a really strong, not too long, but like definitely a very thick beard. Mm-hmm. And his son Xander uh, said when he trimmed it to like a quarter inch, he goes, dad, you look silly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not, not a, not the worst thing a kid could say, no. uh, but he was like, oh yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to tell a beard story since we're talking about beards. And it's, it's, do it. it's not so safe for work, potentially. I'll do my best to... Well, we're an explicit podcast, so... I know, which is so funny to me. Like, we have that you, like, and rarely is there everything, anything too explicit. Mm. But anyway, so we were in Vegas, uh, 2017 for, like, a baby moon, Chelsea's birthday. Whoa, 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 Robbie. What? What happened in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, here no, 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 tell it all. <laughs> um... So anyway, uh, it was for like a baby moon. Chelsea's brother took us uh, and his, our sister, my sister-in-law, Danae. We all uh-huh. went to Vegas for a couple of days. And um, Chelsea, we get, we got back from the e- in the evening and Chelsea was hungry. And I'm like, what do you want? And she's like, I want In-N-Out. So I was like, yep, perfect. So I ran out of the hotel, from the hotel room down to the In-N-Out. Uh, I'm standing in line. And I hear these like, these uh, English lads speaking with thick English accents and uh, so I, started, uh-huh. I was like, yeah, don't see, I mean, I don't get that opportunity a lot. So I started talking to him and you know, we're talking music and I was asking him about like just life in general. It, well, it turns out that these guys uh, were homosexual and were hitting uh-huh. on me and I was kind of oblivious to it until one guy told me what he wanted to do in my beard. And I was like, well, that was nice talking to you guys. Uh, uh-huh. I, uh, and I felt completely violated and I just, um, you know, ladies... I am sorry if men are vulgar toward you because I, <laughs> I tucked tail and I ran. I was like, "What?" So anyway, that's, yeah, that's, I'm down to get hit on by a gay guy. That's for sure. But when they get <laughs> explicit or anyone gets explicit, then I get uncomfortable. So <laughs> I love getting hit on by gay guys. I gotta admit, like <laughs> wow. they're the only people that hit on me. I don't get hit on by girls. No, I, I no, I don't either. I, don't, I guess I, should, I probably should have enjoyed the fact that I was getting hit on a little bit more. Soak it in, I bro. I should have. Well, poor choice. One of, of the words one of the call. last times I was kind of hit on was right in front of Heather, uh, where a gay guy just stops talking. He was talking to us, and he just he stops all together. He's like, "I just gotta say, you have the most beautiful eyes," and I'm like, "Thanks." Like she never tells me these things. <laughs> It was so great. Get your notepad out, Heather. Take some notes. This is how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Learn from this man. Yeah. So, 
No, yeah, that's that's a that's that's a good beard story. I uh, I want to grow it back already. I just I, I, so my room that I record in is actually a master closet, and it's full of these like almost ceiling tall uh, mirror wardrobes, basically. But they're all like mirrors, so. Whenever I record, I'm looking myself right in the face uh, of the mirror or whatever. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. and so it, it even like when I when I talk, I even like like make facial expressions like sometimes. Somebody else, uh, just because I'm like looking at myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like man, 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 man. So Gr- grow- that's uh, growing up. Were you were you a kid that made a lot of, like practice making faces in the mirror? Definitely not in the mirror. I thought um, I did like making faces, but then I would look at the pictures that people would take of the faces that I made, and I was like, "That's not what I was going for." <laughs> so maybe I should really practice in the mirror. Yeah, I totally was. Yeah, I was, exactly. Always, like there was a mirror, I was making faces in it, man. And that's it's funny because Juniper is the same way. You like, I'll have to send you some pictures. Juniper makes the goofiest, that'd be awesome, stupidest faces, and they're hilarious, and she knows it. <laughs> so. Anyway, I could totally see Juniper doing that. Uh, rest, so. rest of your week, anything good? I mean, we got kind of sidetracked right as you started. I I made some spare ribs this weekend. Good stuff. Nice. Um, they were actually a little dry. I let them sit for an hour after I pulled them out of the three two one method uh-huh. because uh, we had some guests and we were like, "All right, we're gonna time it." And I was like, "Maybe it's good that I time it." Like, I finish the smoke at five, and then they come over at six. But it had dried out a good mm-hmm. amount, and uh, and I think honestly, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was the time afterwards because it really was. A li- it was like some of it was like jerky. Oh. Uh, so maybe I don't know. The first the first spare ribs I ever made were incredible, like some of the best ribs Is I've ever had. But this one was pork? okay. Pork spare ribs, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Interestingly, I've done the three two one method, yeah. and I've just done a straight six. And people prefer like no wrap, just straight six, which is easier. But I th- I don't know. But then, do you also like uh, spritz your spritz your ribs with like a vinegar apple juice kind of a combo in the middle, like about every forty minutes or so, every forty minutes to an hour? No, try, try <clears throat> sorry, that. I got something in my throat. No, um, I don't typically do that. Um, I do it with pulled pork and brisket potentially. Uh, but I had I hadn't done that with the ribs. But maybe I should do that next time. Yeah, that's what I do. Also, you kind of like... So I'll last, do it next last, time. We'll move on. This is not the, the smoking podcast, but I also... You yeah, yeah, be yeah. careful, I realize, with your rib sizes, like I had a, like a larger rack and then two smaller racks, and like when the larger rack was done, the other two turned like dry jerky almost kind of thing, so you got to be careful with that. The big uh, ones, yeah. yeah. Huh. Anyway. So... And then uh, this you know week, work That was all good. on my yeah, grill. Go ahead. It was not a camp chef pellet grill camp oh, that's chef probably why never ruins your ribs camp chef never ruins food i do though um, it's always my fault no yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i uh i i recently okay so this this isn't smoking but you made that one time while we were in town you made those fries mm-hmm which were amazing and well done. I mean, like they were like you did a twice twice fried kind of thing. You you got them, you know, heated up, and then you like kind of did a quick um, get the outside skin a little crispy. Yeah, uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I recently got a uh, food like instant thermometer, and that thing is awesome. Yeah, and I do a lot of fun things with that thing. I I fried some, so I have a waffle fry cutter. Uh, so I did that. Those recently, they turned out really good. Nice. But they're a little too thin. That's the hard thing. Mm. Is they're a little too thin. A little too crispy. Um, yeah, they get crispy before they get like they're they're thinner. Like I wish they were more like Chick Fil A's waffle fry cutters. Gotcha. But you can't win them all, you know. Mm-hmm. So. But anyway, that's that's my life. Nothing too crazy this week either. Um, you know, the more as time goes by, though, I get more and more excited for this daughter of mine. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to, like, do silly things like sing to her and uh, just talk to her and hold her in my arm. We got a, we bought a glider recliner uh, from some random store. It wasn't random, but I just don't want to 
name names unless we get sponsorships. Is it a camp chef? Um, Glider recliner? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Never let you down. No, that'd be great. Um, but it is, uh, it's pretty nice. And we got it like custom fabriced, which was kind of cool. So I, we got that yesterday and I like felt it out nice. or like, you know, tried it out and it was, it was awesome. But I, I just think about the possibilities with it. It's, it's more the, the thing I brought, the reason I brought up the glider is just cause like, I just like, man, I can't wait to hold my little girl mm-hmm. in this glider thing. So I'm getting more and more excited. It's getting close, man. But, uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's like less than it's almost six weeks. Dang, we gotta, I gotta Crazy. get I gotta get a package to you. We yeah, stuff. for Colonel Turkey Dump. Colonel Turkey Dump, the cutest little baby yeah. in the world at this moment. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, at the moment. All right, yeah. hey Cole. Um, yeah, yeah. Are we ready? Because I'm getting ready. I'm hankering for some corn whiskey. No, let's do it. So, uh, yeah, I was about to bring it to break, and let's send it to break. We'll be back with. Shout outs, and then we'll get to the history. So here we go. And we're back. So uh, before I get to history, like I mentioned, I wanted to talk. What's so funny? And we're back. I don't know. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> anyway, yeah, big shout outs this week. I want to give two. One to Embellish Podcast, uh, aka John, aka at Embellish Pod on Instagram, for upping his Patreon tier to the Chill Filtered Stemless Glen Karen tier. Ooh, so thanks uh-huh. so much, John. Yeah, Check seriously. out his podcast, it's actually pretty awesome. I feel like he's growing pretty quick too. Nice. Uh, so yeah, Embellish Pod. Uh, if you want to look him up, uh, he's. I believe he's on all the. His podcast is on all the big, um, you know, podcast venues as well. So, um, so thank you so much, John. We appreciate it. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, you, you're going to get yourself a nice uh, Glen Karen without the stem, so you can hand warm it perfectly with the chill filtered logo on it. So thank you so much, John. Uh, another shout out. <clears throat> this one's uh, we've recently given him a bunch of shout outs, but I am not against giving him more. Ben Klepzig at Madtown Marketer on Instagram uh, for providing the sample that we're drinking today. Thank you guys so much. So <clears throat> there's like something in my throat, <laughs> but you guys are going to have to deal with it. Uh, so what we're drinking today, Mellow Corn, Bottled in Bond. This is definitely our first Mellow Corn episode. But it is not our first corn whiskey episode. That, I believe, was the Mexican whiskey, Abasolo. That was episode 134. And it is definitely not our first Heaven Hill product on the uh, podcast. The most recent Heaven Hill product, though, has been like 30 episodes ago. Was uh, uh, Episode 118 was Larceny Barrel Proof. So let's talk corn whiskey. The The history I got today, I'm not going to talk about uh, Heaven Hill. I'm not going to talk too much about, well, I am at the end, talking about mellow corn. <laughs> but I just wanted to talk about corn whiskey. So we're doing the, we're doing the history for mellow corn. You're like, oh, I'm not going to talk about mellow corn. No, I guess I am. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like, I'm not going to talk about the history of mellow corn. I'm just going to talk about what mellow corn is. Um, so, but yeah, corn whiskey's got a lot to it so yeah uh, a good amount of info today comes from the chuck cowdery blog uh, i've mentioned this before chuck cowdery is one of the highest acclaimed whiskey writers in america he's a very trustworthy source everything he writes is super well researched and is really good american whiskey history so corn whiskey is pretty interesting it has a few united states uh, whiskey rules that you might not have known about before Uh, The first rule, in order to be called corn whiskey, it needs to have at least 80% corn in the mash. And you're allowed to do even up to 100% corn in the mash bill, which actually, um, Platte Valley, the one you can Mm -hmm. enjoy in the jug, uh, that is a 100% corn mash corn whiskey, uh, if you didn't know that. Um, It can incorporate any other grain in that less than 20% remainder. If you were to do that, uh, you don't need to though. 
it is the exception to the rule that in order to be labeled as a whiskey, it needs to be aged. It's, in fact, the only real exception you can do that for. Unaged corn whiskey can still be called whiskey. Uh, and we're not counting loopholes like cinnamon whiskeys or peanut butter whiskeys. Those aren't technically whiskeys. Those are loopholes. Uh, so take that fireball. They're not whiskeys. They're loopholes. What's the screwball? Hey, you want to do a yeah, couple yeah. shots of You're loopholes? You're not even a whiskey man. <laughs> What's that? You want to do a couple shots? You can drink loopholes all day. You said it's not whiskey. Yeah. It's loopholes. And I said, you want to get some shots of loopholes? It's like fruit loopholes. Anyway. I like the way that sounds. Um... Fruit loopholes. It sounds good, but it was so random. Yeah, I know. Fruit loopholes. That used to be my I'm nickname in high school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like loopholes as a nickname would be pretty funny. Anyway, right. so I was talking to this guy the other day, mm-hmm. and he was wearing a whole shirt, and we like had a great conversation. He like a, um, like a Courtney Love whole shirt. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, have, yeah. Did I, and you know my feelings on on whole. Yeah, you did this? tell me the video we where like audio, yeah, the where they took the yeah, oh and gosh, it's terrible. It yeah, but I'm just gonna focus on the albums, which I am not against whole music. Okay. At least they're good stuff. Um, and I and I did listen and watch that video that you sent, and it was terrible. And I do believe it, but I still like the music. That's you know, fine. when I listen to the albums, That's so okay. yeah. It's good. Okay, cool, cool. Anyway, if it is aged, uh, though, it must be aged in either uncharred oak or used barrels. So it basically, like bourbon or rye, you have to use new charred barrels, uh, but uh, not the case. In fact, the opposite for corn whiskey. And that's pretty easy to do when you're in Kentucky. Finding used barrels at Heaven Hill Distillery is probably not that hard. Yeah. Uh, similar to bourbon and rye, it must be distilled to no more than 160 proof and must enter the barrel, if you're going to age it, at no more than 125 proof. Uh, Robbie, you ever hear of Old Smoky Moonshine? No, I haven't. But it's like a brand. It's probably it's the one that comes in a jar, I believe, like a mason jar looking thing. Okay. Uh, you can get it at the liquor store. Sometimes you'll see them in like blue colors and stuff like that. Uh, Old Smoky, that's a micro distillery that makes legal moonshine. And I put that in quotes uh, on my paper. So now you can imagine that there's quotes on there. Legal as, moonshine. As Cole watches himself in the mirror do air quotes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did it under the table. I had my finger under the table do it. Uh, but I can still see under the table. So it's kind of cool. Wow. Anyway, that uh, that's no beers. euphemism for anything, I guess. Um so yeah, the their the old smoky their uh, unflavored moonshine is actually just corn whiskey, uh, but their flavored ones would technically, by technicality, be vodka mixed with the flavors, um, or flavored vodka. Uh, but old smoky is not the only micro distillery to do that kind of thing. Corn is super readily available in the U.S. And if you're not making bourbon or rye, might as well be making a lot of corn whiskey because corn is cheap available and sweet although it's all good things that make a lot of good whiskey i heard on the radio this week that the price of corn is high as it's been in a long time cole so it may not be as cheap oh wow yeah that might not be good for bourbon prices yeah anyway it's not really popular even though it can be similar to bourbon in a lot of ways uh, but the flavor can be noticeably different, especially depending on the amount of corn used. Uh, also, out of the big 13 distilleries in the U.S., Heaven Hill is the only one of the major American distilleries to produce corn whiskey these days. Uh, and Or at least produce it is not exactly the word. More so put out a product that is uh, a corn whiskey. Uh, their unaged corn whiskey is called Georgia Moon, and I don't think I've ever seen it. Maybe I have. Uh, and their aged corn whiskey is called Mellow Corn. And that's what we're drinking today. Mellow Corn Bottled and Bond. Uh, of course, it is a corn whiskey, as you know that whole history led up to. Of corns. 90, 90% corn in the mash bill. And the remaining 10% is an undisclosed ratio of rye and malted barley. Although it is a straight corn whiskey, which would make it a minimum of two years old, it is also labeled as bottled in bond, which 
supersedes that, or maybe that's the word I'm looking for, uh, which means it is actually four years old minimum. Uh, that's the only info we know about the age, but I doubt it's much older than four years. And also because it's bottled in bond, we are drinking a hundred proof whiskey today. I've actually never had mellow corn to my recollection. And I had no idea it was bottled in bond as a standard. Uh, but apparently it's been around as a bottled in bond bourbon or not bourbon, a bottled in bond corn whiskey since 1945 which is crazy. So I'm pretty intrigued to try it, but here's the kicker. Here's the world record okay. for Chill Filtered thus far. Take a guess at the retail, Robbie. Is it like nine, like MSRP is like $19? Nope, lower. 16? Lower. 13? There it is, oh, $12.99. Yep. So uh, the other the other big corn whiskey I can think of is the one you enjoy. Like I said, the Platte Valley out of Weston, Missouri. That's all I got on the history, uh, and that's the total wine price. The thirteen dollars. You might not, you might get it a little more other places, but let's drink. And uh, another shout out to Ben Klepsig that there's like almost no um, air in this bottle. It's basically a hundred percent corn whiskey in this bottle <laughs> like there's like he like he like overflowed it and then closed it it seems like there's like nothing i like to think so. of him just pouring it all the way to the top and then just taking little sips off the top of it to make sure you can screw it down so i like that yeah i would accept that from that's, ben that's bottled with love yep Ooh, good smell so far mm. i do really enjoy corn whiskey i gotta admit like I really, and why is that um i think because my dad did, and then yeah, it's just cool. like it's. I don't know. It's just got uh, an, and I've I'm not usually a huge fan of sweetness, but it's got like a really good sweetness to it, and I mm-hmm. think it also like when you think of like moonshine and kind of a thing like corn whiskey, it's like kind of synonymous, right? Like it's yeah, not a lot of frills, not a little extra anything. It's just this. We're, we're just drinking whiskey, you know. I don't know. It's just corny whiskey. It's just kind of simple, and I just really enjoy it. And let's comment on the color for a hot moment. What would you say about that? It looks like the middle part of a corn kernel. It, it, it's not really no, yellow. It's, yeah, it's super, super yellow, super light, too. It's not like crazy orangey-ish yellow. It's like, it's like the candy corn yellowish. I don't know. It looks like... Yeah, I don't think orange made its way into this color. No. It almost looks yeah. like uh, you're trying to pass a drug test and you're borrowing a bottle of urine from a friend. So, yep. Not that I exactly how I'd say it looks. No. 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 Anyway. Um, no. Nose wise, what are you getting? It's light mm-hmm. on the nose. Like, I can take a, for, especially for a bottled and bond, I can take a good whiff of this stuff. And it's sweet. Um, I would say lightly, like kettle corny. Um, okay. But not that potent in terms of the alcohol vapors. Yeah, see, I get I get probably more vapor than I get smell off of it. Okay, so I think I'm really? a little opposite with you there. But um, it is it is very mellow. It is uh, there's some a slight sweetness there. It's not like super corn. I don't get a lot of corn on the nose. So mm. I don't th- I don't think I don't know. Yeah, maybe hmm. maybe a little corn. Little corn. Okay. You take a sip. So I just sipped, and um, ooh, really good finish. You know, when I think of a corn whiskey, I think of something that was, I don't know, like, like bourbon, for example, is has a lot more dynamicness. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be dynamosity. Dynamosity. Dynamity. Um it's like anonymity or in anonymity. Anonymity. Anyway. Anonymity. So it, this is dynamity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is uh you know, it's kinda like usually what I expect of corn whiskey at least. 
is something that is kind of right down the middle. Like a lot of corn means corn-like flavor uh, notes. At the finish, I get a really nice, like almost caramel corn note. Yeah. So it's not too bad. I'm with you. The finish to me is almost like a frosted flake. Like it's just mm-hmm, got a nice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nice corn sweetness to it. You know, mm-hmm. um, that is a really good way to put it. And I will say, like, yeah, there's not a lot. It's not. I mean, you're not really covering much of a spectrum here on flavor. Like, it's just, it's like a nice corn sweetness. You know, ain't um, nothing wrong with this no, though. No. And I like the proof. It I and mean, I like the price. It doesn't. This would be a killer cocktail uh, pour too. Mm-hmm. What do we what do we talk to Ben about doing a whiskey sour with this John? Yeah, we mentioned that last week on the podcast. Yeah, yeah doing like, like a caramel corn kind of a whiskey thing, like a oh yeah caramelized uh, uh, old fashioned caramelized the sugar cube. Yeah, kind of thing, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. Sweet- I think you nailed it with that like frosted flakes slash like corn flakes note. That's really good. Um, yeah, I dropped water and uh, a li- little less vapory for me. And still about the same, a little bit, little bit of corn, and just a lot of sweetness. That's for sure. Not a lot much more going on there. Mmm. Have you dropped your water yet, Cole? I did, but I'm doing the old spin J. Oh man. Okay. I'm gonna wait just a second. You you take your sip here. Because mm-hmm. something really stood out to me that I love about this. And I'm curious. I like it. Okay. Anything stand out? Um, it's kind of sugary. Uh, not brown sugary, like kind of white sugary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. I mean, it's not, it's not going to blow my mind. This is not... This isn't even an 8.5 status. But it's like for the price... That's what's getting me going. I'm just like, 13 bucks for a 750 of this stuff is a good deal. Yeah, no, no kidding. If you can find it, it's hard to find. Like, oh, is it? Out. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it never shows up in Idaho. Hmm. Um, the only time I, I've gotten a bottle one other time, and it was in Seattle, and then um, it was like marked up. So I think I ended up paying like 25 for it. Oh, wow. But like marked up to 25 crazy. isn't that bad. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with the water, this yeah, it's a whole different story if it's twenty five. Yeah. With the water, go ahead. There's like a mm-hmm. mouthfeel that is like super syrupy, super thick. Like I really, I just hit my tongue and it was just like coated my tongue. It was kind of like uh, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, like when you like have a sucker or like a hard candy and or no, there yeah. it is, Skittles. You know when you eat Skittles and you get that spit that you yeah, can just the, like the gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> You, and you can get that spit where you can let it out of your mouth and then suck it up at the last minute. It's really yeah, yeah. It. That's mm-hmm. what this is like. It's like super thick, viscous, syrupy spit. Uh-huh. And that's a good thing. My sisters used to pin me down and do that. I'm sorry, Cole. It was hard. Okay, Cole. I want you to look yourself in the mirror. And I want you yeah. to say, you are better it's than that. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't mess with me, man. Now punch the mirror. Okay. Put it in a body bag, Cole. No, I'm with you. The viscosity is um, different. I I think I might like it with a few drops of water better. Yeah. I think Mm. I I do get like a little bit. The sweetness is dulled um, and a Mm. little bit of bitterness towards the end with the water. So I think I like like Mm. the flavor of neat. But I love the mouthfeel yeah. of water. It was so much better, I thought. The nose, all I gotta say, I didn't mention the nose earlier, but the nose with the water is a little more vapory for sure. Actually, a lot more vapory. I started okay. to get all that hundo proofers in my nose. So um hey bus driver. Drop, drop that cube. That cube. Alright. Give it the old spin J again. Ooh. Muted, but not bad. Yeah, the vapor. Yeah, I'd say so as well. Vapor came off of it, and it's just that sweetness there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just a little bit of sweetness. Mm. A little bit of corny sweetness. 
for sure. It made it colder. It it made the it made oh, the whiskey weird. colder. Yeah. Even in my hand it's colder. Yeah. Um It's good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hmm? This actually the nose with the ice reminded me of something like the first thing that came to my mind was like IW Harper fifteen. Huh. Um something really subtle, about ninety proof. Um and aged. And uh, and it kind of went away, but I still get it a little bit, yeah. at least on the nose. Nice, yeah. Um, I kind of like th- I like this with some ice. It's tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Bitterness way towards the end of it, which isn't a huge deal. Um, nice mellow sweetness. Mellow. It's very mellow. It's a mellow sweetness. Mellow corn. Mm-hmm. What? This is not bad. Like, I actually am thinking about going out and buying me a Melocorn, especially, like, I, here's the thing. I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't use this, or I wouldn't drink this neat a lot, um, nor would I drink it, like, ice or water. This would be a great cocktail pour. I'm just impressed with it all together mm-hmm. for the price. But then again, here's, here's me. Here's a little glimpse at Cole. Is, sure, I could buy a... pour or a bottle of mellow corn and use it for cocktails. Or I can get some Buffalo Trace for twice the price and use it for cocktails. But it's harder to find Buffalo Trace. But I can find it enough to when I always have it on my shelf. But um, that's me. Is Buffalo Trace? It might be a bad thing. Dude, it's like it's like one in one in five times I go to the Excuse me, I have a hiccup. Um, I, I can't find it total wine. It just leaves the shelf there. But I can find it at my local Kroger, uh, you know, brand uh, store, um, a grocery store. Uh, but <laughs> it's probably one in one in f- four or five times I really? see it there. Oh, that makes me want to start yeah. buying one. Oh, it's hard to find. I like yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then Eagle Rare is even worse, oh like by far even worse. That makes me yeah. feel better. So I was talking to a guy the other day at the liquor store here in Idaho, and like our population is just since the pandemic is just blown up. And he was like, mm-hmm. you know, we, he's like the whole like, necessarily allocation, but like the shipping to like the size of the state and yeah. the population densities has not caught up for how much we've grown. For sure, and they're like uh-huh. it's just so hard to grab. Like I mean, like I got a bottle of. Uh, uh, McKenna bottle and bond and i was like gosh nice. he's like I, I had it and i was like oh man like i remember last spring like you i every time i came you guys had at least had one bottle and he's like yep that's what happens when everybody moves here so it's good to hear that wow. like you know i can at least i can get buffalo trace when i go so i might have to start picking up some bottles so yeah that's too bad if it were me knowing what i know i would have at least five on my shelf when I when I see it, yeah. If I were like in Idaho and it were easier to find, like it's sad, but it's becoming like. Here's the thing: you used to be that you could get. I mean, like when I started getting into whiskey in 2015, at least buying really hardcore whiskey, um, I could I could find like Eagle Rare. I could find Colonel Taylor easily on the shelf. Sometimes I could even find like Colonel Taylor Barrel Proof. I got a stag, you know, like back in the day. But now stag left, even Colonel Taylor is gone. Like the small batch Colonel Taylor is like three times the price on the secondary now. And now it's, and then Eagle Rare is going out the door now and is like twice what you find a secondary. Um, and I think the next thing is going to be Buffalo Trace. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I hate it, but, and I wouldn't want to trade them. I mean, I wouldn't want to sell them, that's for sure. But if I did, I might trade them. Um, but I think most of all, I would just save them so I don't have to like, like scurry around trying to find one. So I would get five and probably drink them all over a year. But that's also part of the problem. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's right. But better me than someone who's going to try to flip them. That's true. That is true. Um, so anyway, back to this whiskey, I like. Yeah, I do get a lot of bitterness with the ice, which I'm not a huge. Pretty fan good of. on the with the ice. Yeah, yeah, I do get a lot of bitterness towards the end. Not a huge fan of that. But with the ice, it's like it's still, it's like I mean, the, it's it's kind of a one trick pony. There's corn and it's yeah. sweet. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually a really good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's not bad. But value wise, yeah. yeah. I mean, like it's got the value. Oh yeah. I mean, you can't beat value, you know. So yeah. Even like one it's of the just like a camp chef. Oh, you yeah. can't beat that value. <laughs> that seriously, it's turning into a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna send them the episode and then be like, "How about five bucks an episode?" And we'll just drop your name every time. Oh man, it's worth a shot. Anyway. You got yeah. anything else on the ice? Uh, I'm giving it a good smell and kind of going through my my thoughts. Um, sugary, corny, slightly caramely. Yeah. Uh, and I would even put that like if if you were to put um, yeah, kettle corn in a shot, this would be it. In a good way. I love kettle corn. So, yeah, it's good. Okay. I uh, I like it. Um, so, so you know what you know what cocktail I just thought of this? Will you get your rating in mind? Mm-hmm. We got the note of Frosted Flakes. I just say take a bottle of this take a, and pour it into a gallon of milk, and you've got yourself the Frosted flake hall It will be delicious. Have you ever done... Um, like ice cream with bourbon or like whiskey. We've talked about it. Like I, I, we, I need it's to. It's not as good as it sounds. Okay. You really need to up the sweet. The only thing that, that I can like really handle in the uh, whiskey uh, dairy department is um, the Buffalo, Buffalo Trace Trace's bourbon, bourbon cream, cream, which is like amazing. Like I could just chug that bottle. Um, So good. But oh, they add a lot of sugar. That's the idea. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wake up the next morning. Yeah, but but they add a ton of sugar, and it's actual cream. Like they actually do, and the bourbon kills all the potentially harmful bacteria. But you're supposed to keep it in the fridge. But anyway, it's it's a. Uh, I should buy some of that. It's so good. I never so seen good. I don't think I've seen it in a while either. Cool. You got you got your uh, you got your reading mind. I think I do. I'm going to give this, it's hard because the value is so good. Mm-hmm. I want to give it above an eight, but it's really not that impressive yeah. of a whiskey, like in general, but it is for the, for 13 bucks. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So good. So I want to say, uh, for now, 7.9. I'm happy with that rating. Okay. 7.9, really good for the price. If it were just based on value, yeah, this would be like 8.7 mm-hmm. or something like that. But I got to admit, uh, outside of the value, it's good. Uh, and there's nothing like I, I hate about this. There's nothing like it doesn't taste too young. Uh, it's very just, um, it just goes down easy. Uh, and it's sweet, which I enjoy. So, but I'm getting it a seven point nine altogether because it is good, but it's not. It's not great. Yeah, perfect. Well, what do you think? I'm right with you. I'm not going to add too much else to it because I'm right there with everything you said. Um, like I said, kind of a one trick pony. You like corn whiskey? You like it. Um, so I'm going to give it a seven point eight. Yeah. You know, value wise, would bump. I mean, you want to bump it up, but just as a whiskey, I think it, you know, and I think seven point eight probably is also. Um, Incorporating some of the value into the into the rating too, but I'm gonna give it a seven point eight. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Sorry, I got nice. The, I got the whiskey burps. Um, all right. Well, is it time for whiskey world news? That it is. It's time for whiskey world news. All right. This is a part of the show where we read an article and we talk about it. And guess what? I didn't have an entry buzz. And I haven't drinking all my stuff, so I feel like I can possibly read this pretty easily today. You can make it through. Yeah, it'll nice. be good. Uh, so this one comes from the New York Post, uh, and written by Tamar Lappin. And actually, it was sent to me by my good friend Chris Kelpin, who is Papa G's son-in-law, who I play video games with. So Ooh-ooh. thanks for that, Chris. But, you know, I think it's a slow whiskey week new kind of news week because there was it was like all this or all conor mcgregor and you know i'm not a huge fan of conor mcgregor so let's talk about this but anyway we used to, we did like for a while we did conor mcgregor like every other week with adam well he sold did you see that he sold most of his shares of property like 600 million or 300 million or something like that? i think whoa yeah. a lot so, of money it is a lot of money to go to bars and 
offer to buy people drinks, and when they decline, you punch them in the face. Like, you get a lot of money to do Yeah, that. punch them right square in the face. And jerk. Anyway, uh, this is titled, World's Oldest Whiskey Expected to Fetch Up 40K at Auction. Take your best shot. A bottle of what's believed to be the oldest known whiskey in existence will hit the auction block this summer, where it's expected to sell for an intoxicating price. The old... Ingledew whiskey, which dates back to revolutionary times, is anticipated to fetch somewhere between twenty to forty thousand, according to Skinner. Wow, Skinner, which is facilitating the June auction. The rare bourbon was likely produced between 1762 and 1802, based on carbon-14 dating conducted in conjunction with experts from the University of Georgia. It wasn't bottled until several decades later in the 1860s at the General Store Evans and Raglan in Lagrange, Georgia. Wall Street financier John. Pierpont Morgan, Morgan, whose banking firm ultimately became J.P. Morgan and Company, is believed to have purchased the bottle during hmm. one of his frequent trips, trips to the Peach State. It's a fascinating story, Joseph Hyman, a fine spirit specialist at Skinner, told Barron's. The whiskey was not bottled at a distillery destroyed in the war. It was actually bottled by a general store, which is the same way the Scotch, Scottish whiskey Johnny Walker started. Morgan's son Jack nice. Morgan gifted the bottle to the judge and politician James Burns and two sister bottles to Franklin D. Roosevelt, a distant cousins, and Harry S. Truman wow. for Christmas circa 1942-44, Hyman said. Burns, who served in Congress in the U.S. Supreme Court as governor of South Carolina, reportedly re-gifted the spirit, <laughs> he's a re-gifter, to his friend and Dang it. <laughs> drinking buddy Francis Drake in the 1950s. Drake and his descendants, who were strict Scotch drinkers, saved the brew for three generations. It will be offered in an online auction from June 22nd to 30th. And that's that. And Cole, pretty straightforward, but any thoughts? So, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I might have missed it, but it is, it's an American whiskey? Yes, it was... Nice. Yeah, it's a bourbon. That's legit. Dude. And I'm surprised, what do you say, 20 to 40 grand is the estimation? Yes. Why, why do scotches that are like from the 60s get a million dollars? Well, I don't know. That's weird. But it says this is the world's... Tell me, Robbie. ...expected oldest. I don't know, Cole. Cole, do I look like I'm into this thing? Other than I like whiskey? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, this this just reminds me of my friend Steven, who has 100-year-old bottles that I get to help him drink when I'm back in uh, Virginia next time. He might have the oldest bottles in the whiskey bottles in. Dude, pre-prohibition whiskey is like the coolest thing in the world to me. It is pretty sweet. Like, yeah. So actually, I'm going to see if when next time I'm with Steven, if I can bag a little or sample two two bottles and I'll send you one. That would be awesome. Because that would be a killer episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a American whiskey from Buffalo Trace or, you know, what was Buffalo Trace Um in the nineteen eight or the nineteen tens, holy cow! Like ah, I just get so excited <laughs> about it. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think honestly, I think that's undervalued because, like, like I said, like certain Macallans will go for over a million dollars, and they're only from the mid nineteen hundreds. This is from the seventeen hundreds. It sounds like, which is crazy. I bet it tastes terrible, but I would drink it. I would, I would suck it up and. Get sick if I needed to, but I would totally drink that. Yeah. Would you? Um, if someone offered me some, I w- I'm not turning it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's a whole world. I don't like. I would love to live in, but I don't. You know. So. Yeah. Anyway, pretty cool. It'll be interesting to see how much it sells yeah, for. I like so, that. Yeah, I think you're right. Undervalued. So. Yeah, seriously. Well, let's go ahead and transition over hey, to... Hey, I mean, I might rack up forty grand and buy it. Hit up... That'd be a great investment. Yeah, hit up Cole's Etsy shop, folks. Dude, I forgot to mention, I have the most orders I've ever had at one time. I have like 22 <clears throat> pending orders right now for to get out in the next three weeks. <clears throat> so... It is killing it already. But yeah, send me more orders and I'll and I'll buy this for everyone. All right. Well, cool. Can I get to something really cool here? Bring it. So it's time for what whiskey would you choose? And I gotta give some shout outs here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Joel and M09. Rock ninety nine HD. 
Dramhound, M. Gale 98, C. Thomas Kidd, Blake, Weh, Blake Davis, The Bourbonden, B.S. Brett 3, Kilted 518, Bourbon Finds, yeah. War Eagle, uh, DG, Cooking with Cook, and B underscore side. They were so nice to you. No, man, they know. <laughs> Thank you for no. your, they, Well, they, I'll tell you this. They probably haven't had cured oak yet. <laughs> I'll tell you Although this. Although bourbon fines might have. I'll tell you this. They gave Robbie the silly Robbie pity votes like I needed because last week it was, what's your bottle to rub in sassy friends' faces? Cole went with cured oak. I went with screwball, and I darn near beat you. Yeah, you almost won. <laughs> 52 to 48%. And I just got to say, that's the power of pity, right? So anyway, mm-hmm. the folks who get the shout out to, thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, you, kn- you know, I know, I didn't deserve it, but you know what? I got your backs. So People love you, Robbie. Well, those people love me. Hey. More people love Bourbon you. Fines. If you're a listener, let us know. Hit us up. Because sometimes they do... Like, like a lot of our stuff and like these kind of things. Bourbon Finds. Hit us up. Like on Instagram, if you're a listener. Okay, that's it? Just hit us up? No, no. I mean, like, send us all your whiskey, too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no. Seriously, I'm like, I'm like super intrigued. Like, they're, they're kind of, they got a huge following. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if they're a listener. It's kind of like cool. uh, Matt Porter. It's like, you know, like at a certain point we realized that Matt was a listener and we're like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, we'll leave it, like, yeah. even like, yeah, no, there's like, I'm impressed that like Caleb Wilson listens. I'm impressed that like, uh, Dramhound listens. So we have a lot of cool listeners. Like, and I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, <clears throat> all of them are, and they're all good looking. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That's for sure. Uh, but anyway, some write-ins for sassy whiskey, whiskey to rub in your sassy friend's face. Uh, Joel Nimmo and I went with, just oh, got yeah. a bottle of red breast 27 and that should do it. And <laughs> yo, yeah. Joel, yeah, seriously. Mm. And then, uh, like, if you weren't in Tasmania, I would sneak over to your house and drink with you. <laughs> and then, uh, Caleb Wilson Bird Badger went with the bland straight from the barrel. Oh, my goodness, yummy, delicious. Good call. Uh, yeah. Mini Cooper Fat Boy, uh, went with Pappy and uh, Micker 25 year. Yeah, Mick 25. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I, I, I sent him a message and Jerome. I'm like. You have freaking Mick twenty five, and he's like, "Yeah, I got a few pours left." And and I was like, "Dude, like, I I told him I've I've smelled merely smelled Mick twenty, and it was incredible. I can't imagine what Mick twenty five runs or like would would taste, you know." Um, and then uh, Miles Ferguson killed a five one eight said uh, mm-hmm. Lafroy Lore. And he'll be sending us some samples nice. soon, but he might have to use the female Ooh. courier, who is the femaleest courier of them all. Um, yeah. And then Bro, Broskateskatosa, our Canadian turtle friend, went with Weller 12 because it's hard to find where he's up at or one of his balls is stagged. It's hard to find anywhere. Yeah. And I yeah. tell you, like, hey, solid balls right there. You can rub those in my face for sure. Oh, yeah. Mark on Casey oh, yeah. uh, says he's not worthy of this question. He's just gratefully drinking whatever Cole is pouring. And I got to tell you... <laughs> Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah. Cole's got the best. And then uh, Bryce Marita B underscore side uh, with LVBD or almost empty his Yamazaki 18. And oh my gosh. Yam 18. Mm, Yam 18. Ooh. Oh my goodness. It's like, yeah, my all time favorite. So anyway, that's yeah. it for last week's Cole. What is our scenario this week for what was he would you choose? All right, rounding out uh, Matt Porter, ADHD Whiskey. Uh, check out his, his uh, I want to say podcast. No, no, check out his YouTube channel if you haven't already. It's amazing. I, I, we've had a few listeners reach out and be like, how did I not know about ADHD Whiskey? <laughs> yeah. uh, he's amazing. It's true. Um, so uh, check him out if you haven't. But we're rounding out the five bottles that you need on your shelf. The remix. The last of the five. The spin J is the old yeah the the old Matt job the old spin J <laughs> um, is the what would your long pour bottle be and what the long pour bottle means it, it represents is a bottle that you can pour really high above your glass and pour it right into your glass uh, like I 
you know, some people like the first time I heard it, I before I uh, watched the whole video, I assumed the long pour meant something that you can just keep drinking throughout the night and it's still as good as it was. <laughs> Not the case. Uh, this is literally like how high can you pour it? Uh, I got an answer for this one. And it's the answer I originally gave uh, on uh, ADHD whiskey's comments of, of what I would use. Um, do you have yours, Robbie? Because I'll, I'll go first, but you I don't want to. I got mine. And I'm gonna, okay, I, cool. I think I got good logic behind this. So I think you're going to lose. So go ahead. Okay, cool. I feel like the Colonel Taylor small batch is a, or I think I said single barrel originally. Yeah. So Colonel, no, no, no. let's say small batch. Colonel Taylor small batch. You could long pour all day and you look good doing it because that bottle is classy. And um, yeah, it's just a good pour. It's a long wine or it's, it's like a tall scotch bottle, you know, size or shape. Uh, it's good. Okay. And I can't wait to long pour it. Colonel E.H. Taylor, small batch. All right. So I'm between two bottles here. And I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the cheaper of the two. The two bottles I was going between were uh, Willet Pot Still and Ooh. Baby Saz. And the reason I'm nice. going with those is because both long necks. Long necks, right? Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Baby Sass because it's a little it is cheaper and easier to find. And my thought there uh-huh. is if you can get some rifling inside that bottleneck, you could, it's long <laughs> enough, you could just, I mean, you could shoot that 100 yards down a field if you're if you're doing it right. It's true. So that's what I'm going to go true. with. I'm going to go with the Baby Sass. So that's where I'm at. See, you're talking about like a long pour across the room pour. Oh, if you, I'm, I'm saying you have to like put rifling in it first and then it's just going to. Yeah, yeah. Shoot nice out of there right into the glass, and it's gonna—that'd be killer. It would be. It could be. I mean, you. I mean, if you put the cork on it, you try the long pour. That cork is gonna kill somebody. To be honest, that's one of those bottles that if you started pouring and then you and you like kept it at an angle and then you hit the back or the butt of the bottle with your fist, it would be like, <laughs> just in case no one thought of that. That's what I think of. <laughs> I think so. I think you just sold. I think you sold people on my vote, Skull. I think I'm gonna get it. This yeah, week. probably did. <laughs> that's that's a good matchup, though. Small yeah. batch E.H. Taylor versus Sazzy well, or Sat Six. E-H- yeah, E.H. has got a nice length uh, neck bottleneck too. So true. Yeah, but I couldn't pull off the you know explosion from the <laughs> from the the butt smack. Butt Smack Explosions. Welcome to our new podcast <laughs> called Butt Smack Explosions. Also with an E for explicit. The podcast where we butt smack whiskeys so you don't have to. <laughs> so you don't have to. That's uh, great. Anyway. Um, two things, Robbie. Okay. Uh, you know, before, before we recorded this episode, me and you came up with two potential um, whiskeys to head to head. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot. Uh huh. I know what you're that next say. episode One is 150. 50. Yeah. So we got to make it special. Okay. And this will be my once a year on my personal Cole Instagram that I post a chill filtered. Um, you know, hey, check out chill filter. Even though I don't like really post anything to my personal <laughs> Instagram. Um, it's always nice every year. So I'm going to consider this the three year mark next episode, even mm-hmm. though it's technically a few episodes short of three years. Uh, 150 is pretty much 52 times three. So, um, yeah, we got to make it special. So what do we got? Let me look at my, uh, the list of really killer pours. Hmm. Okay. There's nothing like... We don't, antique collection status at this point no. at least that we both have at this point no uh, you call it you call it the two so i think i think the two that we picked were probably i mean they're good but what about so we we chose henry no so what i'm gonna do is make a little a little audible here okay uh we did say um what did we say the Oh, Jefferson's Ocean versus J. Henry Seven Year. I'm actually gonna at least switch out one of them with a Henry McKenna. Okay. Because that's that's a big deal these days, Henry McKenna. Mm-hmm. And what about Henry McKenna versus Weller Antique? 
Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's a good one. Okay. I like it. Let's do that. Perfect. And then I need to courier you like a buttload of samples. That's fine because I'll send the courier straight back at you because I got we got stuff for you too. So he's really good at turning around real quick. So mm-hmm. okay, cool. So Weller Antique versus um, Henry McKenna. Uh, Henry McKenna single barrel bottled and bond. Perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah, man. Sweet. Well, that's good. I'm excited. Good times. Yeah. 150 next week, man. Yay. Good episode. I hope that our listeners can also enjoy next week's episode, yeah. as well as have enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Cole, I really hope that this week when you're smoking on your amazing, budget-friendly Camp Chef grill, that uh-huh. you don't turn anything to jerky again, and it all turns out great. I hope that you, Robbie, can get a cool mirror as you record, too, so you can make funny faces as you give the I hopes section of the podcast. Nicole, I hope that when I get done recording this, I can put some whiskey in my mouth, ask my wife to slap me in the butt, and see how far I can shoot that whiskey across (laughs) the room. But most of all, listeners, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. (laughs) 